Hi, welcome to Teach Me Biology, our revision podcast for A-level biology students. I'm Ria Corbett. And I'm Sarah Matthews. Hi, I'm Ria Corbett. I'm a science teacher with biology specialism and on Teach Me Biology, I am teaching my co-host and little sister, Sarah Matthews. Biology, a level topic by topic to hopefully provide you, our lovely listeners, with an audio revision resource. Yes, we hope that you incorporate us into your revision and as a part of your learning journey, dip in and out. Listen to the episodes on your weaker topics or use us as your audio biology bible. Whatever you need us for, we are here. Right, so episode 37, gas exchange in fish. In fish. Okay, so we're keeping along the theme of gas exchange. I think I always know the one, this one. It's gills. The gills are very important. Yes. I was going to ask you what you already knew. I'll ask you again just to further what you think you know okay. about gills and okay. things like that. So we're looking at adaptations of the gas exchange surfaces shown by gas exchange across the gills. Okay, so gill lamellae mm-hmm. and filaments... You're going to know all about them and something called the countercurrent principle. So let's just recap a little bit. What is gas exchange? That is oxygen to carbon dioxide. Yeah. So oxygen into the organism carbon from the air. So comes out. Comes out. Yeah. So oxygen's going into the cells, respiring cells. Carbon dioxide's going out to the yeah. air, as you said. Well done. Do you remember any features of a good gas exchange surface? What kind blood of... vessels. Right, good. Yeah, well done. So there has to be like a rich blood supply there nearby. There has to be a way of getting the oxygen around. So that's like what the blood vessels do. Yeah. Like that ratio thing. You know, the you were saying about getting it all the way to the middle before the oxygen runs out. Yeah, there needs to, it needs to be a large surface area. Good, well done. And then obviously like the surf, the membrane itself needs to be really... Thin. Thin. So a short yeah. diffusion pathway. Uh-huh. Yeah, good. So you've got the idea of the short diffusion pathway both in the membrane thickness so it's not thick at all it's got to be like yeah. one cell thick and the whole thing we want it to be a large surface area to volume ratio yeah also there needs to be a diffusion gradient okay there so, also there, needs so there needs to be a concentration gradient so that oxygen actually moves into moves the blood into them, yeah. and carbon dioxide is out so here we are then what do you already know about gas exchange in fish so you've already said gills yeah they but, open and close right anything else it's something to do with getting oxygen out of the water, surely. Exactly, yeah, good. Mm-hmm. So fish live in water, so they have to get oxygen out of the water, whereas mm-hmm. we don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. And that's much more difficult. Yeah. It's much more difficult to get oxygen out of the water. In Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, when he swallows the glue, he gets a gill on the side of his neck. Yeah. So that allows him to breathe underwater for or be underwater for a long period of time and... Because he's not really breathing, but he's, he's definitely ventilating. He's definitely taking oxygen into his body yeah. and getting rid of the carbon dioxide. Fish, just to clarify that, so fish have to get oxygen out of the water, which is much more difficult because the concentration of oxygen in water is much lower. But they don't need as much oxygen, surely, as like we would. Well, they, they would. They've still got to respire. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they'll still need a good supply of oxygen and they're okay. still making carbon dioxide, so they still need to get rid of that, otherwise it would be poisonous. Mm-hmm. Just like us, like our outer surface is is not a, a permeable membrane. Yeah, it's it's meant to be protective and and waterproof and a barrier and that sort of thing. Just like fish, fish have that same situation. They have their outer covering is waterproof and yeah. 
airtight and they have to have a system as well and their body again has that small surface air to volume ratio which is bad for trying to get anything to all of the cells in the middle of the body and all that sort of stuff the special system that they've got is these gills so as you said you said it was in the neck on harry potter for harry Mm -hmm. yeah it's just behind the head on fish so where they have like their mouth and then their eyes and then it's it's just behind that to the head bone Shall we have a look at the picture? So the picture that Sarah's going to be looking at that kind of just illustrates a gill and all its makeup is going to be found on teachmescience.co.uk, which is our website where we have a few resources and where you can listen to the podcast as well. So if you want to go on there and see it, that's fine. I think I just googled fish gills to get a good image. So there's no real place where I got it from necessarily. I didn't make note of the website or anything, so... You can see on the diagram exactly where the gill is. As I said, it's just behind the um, the head. And yeah. if you look at it, it just looks like loads of fronds, doesn't it? Okay. I don't know what a frond is. Like You can see the general thing. It looks a bit feathery. Oh, okay. That's what the gill looks like. Each feather, each frond, as it were, mm-hmm. is called a gill filament. Okay? okay. So they're kind of stacked on top of each other all the way down the gill bar. So what you've got there with all these gill filaments, is a large surface area. All packed into a small space, you've got all this surface area for absorption. Each of those individual filaments, and there's going to be thousands of them in one fish, each one of those filaments has all the way along the length of it, these what we call lamella or lamea. Lamalae. Should we go with lamalae? Chitting. Lamalae. Lamalae, yeah. And that increases the surface area even more. So you've got these kind of things just sort of sticking, slightly sticking yeah. up. Okay. They look a bit like pancakes. Yeah. So they're going to be all along the length of the filament. The lamellae is where the blood vessels are. So what will happen with this fish is it will open its mouth. Water will flow in. It will pass over the filament. So effectively it will move through. It will pass through all these fronds, therefore passing over all the lamellae. As the water does that, Oxygen will leave the water and enter the blood in the lamellae. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I didn't then... realise it happened through the mouth. I thought it was something that happened on the outside of the body. Yeah, so water goes in through the mouth and out through the gill. Okay. Oh, it comes out of the gill. Out of the gill as it passes over oh, the okay. gill structure. Okay. Oxygen leaves the water. Does yeah. that kind of make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. So it's one direction flow. Mm-hmm. Water flows in through the mouth and out the gill. And that's important. It's important that water only flows in that one direction. So you've got this increased surface area with all of the gill filaments and each of those filaments having the lamellae kind of sticking up as well, increasing the surface area even more. And that is where the blood is as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. It would be cool if we had a gill, just just a thing to extra, an extra thing. To allow us to live in water. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Just to breathe under it. Breathe in water, yeah. Would be great. So there's lots of blood capillaries in the lamellae and the lamellae itself is very, very thin. The permeable membrane is very thin. Mm. So there's a not very short distance between the water and the blood. The oxygen doesn't have very far to travel at all, very far to diffuse, Mm. very short diffusion pathway. The reason why the water has to always flow through the mouth and out the gill is because the blood is flowing in the opposite direction to the water. So the water is flowing almost to the back of the fish, isn't it? And the blood is flowing towards the front of the fish. 
Okay. So they're tra- the water is travelling in, in an opposite direction to the blood. Now, what's going to happen there is that you're trying to keep a gradient of oxygen. You're trying to have a concentration gradient of oxygen constant. Do the fishes use their blood for oxygen? Yeah. So fishes have blood that transports oxygen, different to the insects of last week. Yeah. Whereas the, the oxygen went directly to the cells down the trachea Mm -hmm. and down the tracheoles this fish actually have not only this sort of ventilation system through the gill but they also have a transport system of blood as well Mm -hmm. yeah good question so um this creates what we call this counter current flow so the oxygen in the water is always going to be higher than the oxygen concentration in the blood all the way along the lamellae so you diffuse as much oxygen as possible from the water into the blood mm-hmm. okay the diagram at the bottom kind of sh- shows that it counter current situation okay you can see like at the bottom there where you've got the counter current it says counter current exchange water flow yeah. percentage of oxygen the water arrow starts off 100 percent. so the water flowing into the fish it's maximum oxygen concentration assuming it's healthy water, and the blood that it meets is 80%. So it's not low, no, it's still it's quite high, mm. but it's still higher in the blood. Oxygen will still diffuse from high to low, water to blood. As you move across the lamellae, it gets less, obviously, because oxygen is leaving the blood, so the concentration is going down, but so is the concentration of oxygen in the blood as well. And that maintains the gradient. It's constantly, all the way across the lamellae, moving into the blood all the time. If you started off with 100% of oxygen in the water and nothing in the blood, all that would happen is that the oxygen from the water would diffuse across until you reached what we call an equilibrium. 50-50. It would be 50-50 and then no more diffusion would happen. What about now? I'm 50-50. You would only have about 50% diffusion. Whereas with this, you will get about 80% of the oxygen out of the water, which is better, more Mm -hmm. efficient. You're maintaining that gradient all the way across the lamellae and you're getting that constant diffusion of oxygen the whole time it's passing across. And then it leaves the gill and goes back out into the water. The water meets the water outside. Mm -hmm. Then maybe goes back in, you know. Oh, and one thing I didn't mention, this is gas exchange. And I haven't mentioned the fact that carbon dioxide is going to be moving across from the blood to the water in exactly the same principle across its own concentration gradient Mm -hmm. does that make so higher in the blood lower in the water yeah higher in the blood to go into the water yeah yeah okay how come some fishes are saltwater fishes and some are just normal fish so what do you mean how come some fishes live in salty water and then other fish live in like fresh water so they're like different species of fish. Their bodies are adapted to live in those environments. A freshwater fish is like that fish. We just is like that fish there, and it's adapted to take water in for the purposes of getting oxygen out of it, and then that goes out the gill. But the rest of its fluids stay in the body of the fish. They don't leave through the gill. It protects its own fluids. Saltwater fish can't do that. Fish that live in salt water, they're living in a low water potential. Low water because concentration. The water is salty. Because the water is really salty. Yeah, good. What will happen is they will lose quite a lot of bodily fluids because the water potential is higher in the fish. So the water will try and get from high to low, so it will leave through the gill. They have to replace that with salty water. They consume 
large amounts of floaty water and can process that salt and are adapted to do that. Whereas the other fish are not, can't do that? Can't do that. Oh, okay. So if a freshwater fish was in salt water, it would lose its bodily fluids. And die. And wouldn't be adapted to replace those fluids, so would die. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right, so, should we do the questions? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Okay. There are quite a lot of questions about fish, ventilation and gas exchange in fish that come up. They seem to quite like it for both content questions and graph-based questions. They like right. that a lot. You okay. Know? But I've just got two questions. One's a two marker, one's a six marker, because a lot of the questions are very similar. Okay. So, question one. Describe the features of fish gills that give them a large surface area. So fish gills have got fish gillaments. Filaments. Fish gillaments. Yeah. Gillaments. <laughs> you making things up. Well, I think but the actually, filament, that filament. actually really makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I've got filaments and they are long and thin. Yeah. And they have lamella yeah. in the filaments yeah. and they there's loads and loads and loads of filaments and loads and loads of lamella and that's two marks okay yeah so the mark scheme says there's lamellae on the filaments mm -hmm. and then the second mark is lots of both and in fact there's thousands of each so just you could even as, be more specific as long as thousands yeah, as long as you're very clear that there's lots of them and that's what creates that large surface area and then the second question a fish uses its gills to absorb oxygen from water. Explain how the gills of a fish are adapted for efficient gas exchange. Six marks. They have filaments. Right, so they have gill filaments and what about them? They have a lot of surface area. Exactly, well done. And they are long and thin, uh, uh, thin membranes. Exactly. And the oxygen... What's the, what's the thin membrane for, just so that you get the mark? It's for putting oxygen in quick. Diffu yeah. Diffusing the oxygen quick. Right. Why? S pathway. A short pathway between the... the... Blood and the... Whatever, the cell? The water. The water? Yeah, between okay. the blood and the water. Because we're not dealing with cells here, are we? It's just water passing right. over this uh, okay. like membrane that has blood so between on the, the other side of it. The filament and the water? Be between the water and the blood. So good. We're doing well here. You've got like the idea of the lamellae and the filaments yeah. creating the large surface area. It's one mark. Thin membrane or thin epithelial because that shortens the distance between the water and the blood. Anything else? Is it something to do with the gradient and oxygen rich in blood and not? Yeah. So what do we what did we call the opposite direction flow? Countercurrent. Right. I've just read that. S yeah. <laughs> so water and blood flow in the opposite direction. Yeah. That's another mark. Why? Because the water is full of oxygen and then it travels down and it goes in some of it goes into the blood and it gets less and less and less. But it's always. But it's always but higher in. No, it's always higher in the water. Exactly. And lower in the blood. And lower in the blood, so it maintains. So going because of the gradient. Yeah, it will always maintain that concentration gradient. Yeah. Well done. Uh, it'll never reach an equilibrium. It's always higher in the water. Yeah. Well done. And then the last couple of marks, I'm not too sure. That you would necessarily think to say them okay because they're more to do with the constant movement of water and blood right. so there's constant ventilation so there's constant water flowing into the gill into the mouth into the mouth and over the gill mm -hmm. to replace like with oxygen rich water because the water that's passing over is losing its oxygen 
So then it's replaced with more oxygen. Does that make sense? Yeah. More oxygenated water. And then another mark just saying that in a similar way, there's a constant flow of blood. Mm-hmm. So the blood is being constantly circulated to bring in the lower concentration of oxygen passing past the higher of the water in that okay. countercurrent way. Yeah. They use a similar principle in dialysis, you know, kidney dialysis, because the kidney's job is to filter out impurities from the blood and filter the blood and is it like a gill clean it it's not like a gill but what happens is the blood leaves the body in a tube that then passes in a countercurrent way past a fluid that contains just the right quantity of things and the right concentration of like nutrients and things so that only the bad impurities diffuse across into the fluid out of the blood okay and then the blood goes back in the body cleaner so they use like a, a similar countercurrent kind of situation to try and remove impurities from the blood in the in dialysis where the liver's not functioning. Mm. Yeah, so that's really good, that was. Just to make sure we've covered it, I just want to quickly skim yeah. through over the marks again. Large surface area provided by lamellae filaments, thin membrane, shortening the distance between the water and the blood. The water and blood flow on opposite directions or a countercurrent principle you've got a constant maintained concentration gradient across the gill so water is always next to blood with a lower concentration of oxygen circulation replaces blood that's filling up with with oxygen so there's less oxygen and ventilation replaces the water so that the water coming in is constantly oxygen rich that's really good thank you very good right shall i do the roundup yeah okay Fish must obtain oxygen from water and have gills to ensure gas exchange occurs efficiently. Gills are made of thousands of gill filaments, which have lamellae along their length. These provide a large surface area for gas exchange. The lamellae contain blood capillaries and their membrane is very thin, so there is a short diffusion pathway between the blood and the water. Water enters through the fish's mouth and flows over the filaments and lamellae and then out through the gill opening. Oxygen can diffuse down its concentration gradient. Because fish have a one-way flow, they make use of a counter-current flow. If water and blood flowed past each other in the same direction, then the oxygen concentration in the water and the blood would quickly reach an equilibrium, so diffusion would stop and only 50% of the oxygen leaves the water. In the counter-current system, the blood flows towards the front of the fish in the gill lamellae, while the water flows towards the back. This means that there is always a higher concentration of oxygen in the water than in the blood. So oxygen continues to diffuse into the blood along the whole length of lamellae. Using this system, fish gills can extract about 80% of the dissolved oxygen from the water. Okay, that's it. So our wider reading for March is the book, it's called Human Errors by Nathan H. Lentz. And as I've said previously, it is a book that reflects on the problems left behind with the human body, comparing that to other mammals that's sort of left behind through evolution. And I found it quite a fascinating book, sort of concentrating on actually not necessarily the fantastic things about the body, but this time actually looking at things that could have been better, actually. And I find it fascinating. So I'm recommending that to everybody. Have you got any takeaways? Yeah, sure. Fish have gills. Gills have fish gillament filament. <laughs> fish filament have lamella. 
Is that right? Yep. And they have a large surface area because there's thousands of filaments. Yep. And the oxygen water goes in the mouth and across the gill. Yeah. And the water goes into the filaments. The oxygen goes into the blood and the carbon dioxide comes out of the filament into the water. Yeah, well done. the water comes out of the gill. Oh, well done. Excellent. Okay, cool. Contact us. If you'd like to contact us, you can go to our website. We've got teachmescience.co.uk. We've got it. Teachmescience.co.uk. <laughs> we own it. <laughs> you can tweet at us at teachmebiocast. We've got an email address. That's teachmebiologycast at gmail.com. And we're also on Instagram, and that's at teachmebiologycast. So if you wanted to use any of those ways of sort of getting in touch with us, we'd appreciate any messages, anything at all. We any like feedback. We like feedback. We like... Um, we like nice messages. We do like nice messages. It makes us happy. We also like We'd to We'd like know to that see some revision. One thing that we've always asked for and we've never really seen is how you might be using the podcast. And um, I think we've been saying since the first episode, if you do have any like great notes or any great posters or anything that you've been doing that's sort of biology related because you don't know that what you're doing at home in terms of your revision wouldn't inspire somebody else to do the same and i think that's important we would happily post pictures on our instagram and our twitter of of any great revision you've done and Mm -hmm. things like that or Um, any like really good drawings of any fish (laughs) okay fish drawings Mm -hmm. sarah is always looking for good science jokes memes Puns. Puns. Movie reviews. For some reason, movie reviews. (laughs) Was that the bell? Yeah, that was the bell. Okay, cool. We are having dinner together today. Yep. We're having a... Mackies. (laughs) Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. What are you going to have? I don't know if that's a thing everywhere, but uh, for a couple of weeks in March... In England, England. they do this thing called the Grand Mac. And it's a Big Mac, but it's like a bit bigger than a normal Big Mac. And that's what I'm going to have. I think I'm going to have that too. I prefer Burger King over McDonald's, I won't lie. And me? You know when you have a Burger King and it just comes in that, like, wrapper and that's what you're getting, that's your burger. Just like that. Yeah. McDonald's, you've got your stupid box that it comes in, like, presented. (laughs) No, just slap the burger down. With your chips. With the, yeah, that's it. I have been Rhea Corbett. Stop lying. I'm Rhea Corbett. <laughs> I'm Maisie Matthews. She's not here. I'm Sarah Matthews. <laughs> yeah, okay, bye. See ya. <laughs>